0: This is an E N N special report. Now reporting.
1: The very handsome Jewish man Peter Rosenberg.
0: at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not Don. It stands up uh, But it's done. not now from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. The one
1: of your show is number one.
0: Hi everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Row. Which tonight, you know who it's brought to you by Don. It's our friends at Sloman's.
1: Bing bong.
0: Am I right or am I right? Right, 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 right. Okay. I'd like to start off tonight by saying good evening to Don.
1: Eduardo uh, Escobar is at third base, batting seventh yeah meanwhile there's anybody else and i was wrong i read it fast didn't think i'm a bad first name guy because i'm always referring to people by their last name but you know what nobody else in the room caught it and you especially so stop it
0: joe could, Escobar,
1: and you wouldn't have said anything
0: i would have known it wasn't edgardo <laughs> I, even without knowing who it was i would say it's probably not edgardo mark conha yeah <laughs> <laughs> and who are you to talk? Listen to that. Mark Conha? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me say good evening to myself. Dom will respond to Tristan.
1: That that also, one's we can't even No that one's you can't that's not even debatable.
0: <laughs> no, there's no debate. Dom. No debate. Uh good evening to myself. Don, you're a big rumble pony guy. And uh and also to Don and Harry. You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate
1: boxing.
0: Now, if you are late to the program, maybe you even missed yesterday's program, then you, then you might not know that I announced on the show yesterday that I am engaged to be married. And very excited to be marrying Natalie. Mm-hmm. Wow! Sometimes when I say it, I really can't believe it's happening. It's real life, though.
1: It's pretty amazing. Well, the excitement was given away by the fact that you proposed.
0: You mean that's when I should have pieced it all together?
1: No, I'm just saying that I would think if you weren't excited about it, you would have went in a different direction. Uh. <laughs> Maybe moved in together. So broke up. And by the I way, how? Know. By the way, it is pretty
0: old school. Natalie and I don't live together. We're engaged. There are a couple of old school things at work here because of the pandemic. Now, listen, we spend four or five nights a week together, but we oh, don't sure. live together. And
1: I see. Uh huh.
0: How about this for a sort of sort of like sitcom ish? Things that I don't think are real life. We're now engaged. Our parents have not met yet. Hmm. They're, we're we're going full father of the bride style.
1: Well, you, that's they,
0: when men were men. There was right.
1: separation, though. I mean, your your parents are down in Maryland, and her parents are here, right?
0: Yes. So between that and the pandemic, the panini, the panorami, that's that's where we are now. Huh? Last night, last night during the Yankee game. My good friend, the sometimes supportive, genu- generally mocking, but at times good friend, Michael Kay, wished us congratulations during the game. Let's hear it. I've got to uh, take the time to send out congratulatory wishes to uh, one of my partners on my radio show on 9870 ESPN and on the simulcast, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, congratulations, getting engaged. He and uh, Natalie—they have not yet set a date—but uh, send out best wishes to them. Congratulations. And then Cameron may have been asked to uh, Michael for some advice, and Michael's advice was, "Be nice." I don't care.
1: I, I, just... I, I Clowns. I,
0: I, well, clueless. It,
1: it, it's first of all, it's not good advice. <laughs> and second of all, it's well, suggesting. What do you that, mean? It's,
0: it's not good advice in what way? Like, it's it's nothing. It's, like, obvious. It's like... Yeah,
1: just uh, be nice to your wife. Okay, that's a given. And Thanks what does nice even mean? You know, like, like, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know what, breathe, because if you don't, you'll die. I, it, of course you're going to be nice to your wife, and, and you shouldn't be have to be told to be nice to your wife. And if you have to be told to be nice to your wife, you're probably going to ignore that advice because you're a bad guy. And the only reason that you would suggest that is that you have a history of not being nice to people, and I don't find that to be the case. You only say that to people that are usually not nice. We always go out to friend, right? There's always, when we you were younger, right, there was always the one guy that would drink too much, get into a fight at the bar, just be a nudge, just be a problem, and you'd have to say to him before you went, out, listen, just be nice tonight, all right? Be nice because you have a history of not being nice.
0: Isn't that terrible?
1: That's his advice on on on, on a, on a program where three hundred and eighty people are watching, three hundred eighty three thousand people are watching.
0: Be nice. <laughs> I, and, and by the way, some time passed. Right. Like if you were to listen to the whole clip, a little bit of time passed. Cameron talked a little bit, and then it came back around, and Michael reiterated it. He went, "Yeah, you know, just just be nice." And then Cameron said, "Let's bring in Meredith and ask her." Well, Meredith, what do you think? And Meredith is sort of laughing at Michael, and Michael was like, "What? I don't I don't get it." Why are you laughing? Andrew, were you taken aback at all by the advice of be nice?
1: Yeah, I was, actually.
0: Michael's usually so deep. Yes.
1: You know, his his may you live as
0: long as you want. Like, you know, he he has these kind of like thought-provoking sayings and quips. And that one was just, I don't know, he kind of, it felt like he kind of mailed that one in. Yeah. It, the, no, no, mailing it in would have been more effort. It, it was like he pooped it on the floor. <laughs> Like, like a line. horse, like you yeah. know how
1: horses—they do It looks like they're not even. They didn't even know they did it.
0: <laughs> you're like if you're by Central Park and you see one of those horses waiting in a light, and they just go, and you're like, they're not even. They didn't even. You know, ask I, to I really go shouldn't
1: bathroom. go. I really shouldn't go here, but it—it it, 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 it's further evidence that. Uh... Jody's nice. more of an arrangement than a marriage, because because how can somebody be married and that's the advice you give? It's, right, it's so almost like you don't care. It's rec- more of an arrangement than a marriage.
0: Let's re- let's recreate it. I'm Cameron Maven Hey, Michael, man, congratulations to Peter. That's really really great to hear. Michael, what advice what advice do you give someone getting married? Be nice. But what would you, what
1: would you say, well, Don? Oh, what I would say. Yeah, here you go. I'll give you another chance, Don. Don, what's your advice? Be present. Never go to bed angry Mm. and listen.
0: I have a, I have a, I have a, first of all, that's much more thoughtful. You already surpassed Michael by leaps and bounds, but I have a, I have a scorching hot take.
1: Ooh. Okay. you,
0: You may not like this.
1: I might not like it. All right.
0: Yeah. Maybe you Well, Given what you just said, I actually think that the never go to bed mad is bad advice. It's well, given It's given all what? the time and in my many, many, many years of relationship experience with many different people, I still would say that while sometimes it is absolutely the right thing to do, there are, there are certain situations in which you got to just like at least have a nice moment, you know, but the whole idea of solve it before you go to bed – Sometimes don literally the only thing you needed to do was go to sleep and when you wake up the next day the the serious anger and emotion has well, subsided.
1: I think the I I think the point you hear what of I'm that saying, advice. Right? Yes. If that's the way you look at that advice. The advice is is listen, if it's you know you're going to settle it because it's the person you decided to be with for the rest of your life. So uh, unless it's something very 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 serious where you know you could end up getting divorced or it's something like with the kids where you know, but if it's just an argument over something silly, then more so than like hammer it out. Just when you go to bed, just really, you're gonna resolve it. So just don't be angry anymore. So that I, think, I like. I I think the better way because I got lazy there, and I apologize. The listen for sure, and the be present for sure. And that's part of listening too, is being present, right? Not you could be in the room together and be a thousand miles away. You don't want you don't want that. Is just you know it's okay to lose an argument every now and then. Let it go. It's not somebody you're brawling with at the bar or 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 some caller you're arguing with on the phone where you really don't care. Is it really that important to be mad or that upset about it? And if it means that she wins the argument just to move on, what's wrong with that?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that. Now, that's good. If I see now, that's good stuff. That's that's significantly better than be nice. <laughs> just, I, I really I would love to
1: hear what he had to say. Like That's, I really, I I, 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 what could his defense be?
0: Listen, that being said, that being ve- said, very nice that he did the shout
1: out. I was yes. very touched. he to had a it. joke lined up, and he realized he was on the game and not the show.
0: That you know what? That's a really good point. I wonder if he was on the verge of saying something like when Cameron said, "What's your advice?" I think he probably wanted to say oh. something like. Ooh. Well, Cameron, Peter's already been married once before, so he probably could give hey, himself some advice.
1: I just thought about this. What's that? Maybe he wasn't, maybe that wasn't his advice. Maybe he was telling himself to be nice. <laughs> oh, and he accidentally
0: said it out loud. Yes. He was like, be nice, nice, be
1: nice. And then he had to own it, and he made it the advice when he reiterated it later on. But maybe when he first said, be nice, he was telling himself out right. loud. Because
0: what, because what he wanted to say was, when Cameron said, what's your advice to Peter? He, his real advice would be, don't screw it up this time. Right, Something like that. Like he, he wanted to like, say something nice. obnoxious, some sort of divorce dig. That, that's that's a answer. great point. I think that is the answer. You know what? Let's go to Aaron Judge after the game. He was asked, why are you always so damn good after those days off?
1: I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, I, I think the I think the biggest thing is just you know keeping the body fresh, and you know, when I'm able to swing and pitches in the zone, you know, I feel like I can do some damage on them. So I, I got no answers on you for the two after an off day.
0: Yeah, that that uh, rest roulette working out for the for the judger. What? Let's uh, go ahead, go ahead,
1: Don. Uh, I was just gonna like, why do you think? You know, it's it's nice to get a day off every now and then. You think it's just coincidence? Like I don't, I don't buy into all the rest and everything. I think it's too much, but I uh, ultimately that's the result you're looking for. Correct.
0: It's hard to say. It's like complete coincidence.
1: No, Let's... you're not. You're not resting Aaron Judge because Boone's got money on FanDuel for the Rays to win. He's giving him a day's rest because he wants him to be that much better the next few games after it. And for Aaron to say, "I don't know," is that like is he saying, "I don't know" because he doesn't want to be rested? I got it. It's interesting.
0: Let's hear from Judge also on whether or not he's looking forward to playing Houston this
1: week. Yeah, another great club. Um, they're doing well. Uh, they're leading their division as well. You know, they got the great pitching staff as well. Um, great offense. You know, what Alvarez has been doing over there is from, you know fun to watch from afar. So, um, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a big, you know, four-game stretch with them. You know, this has been, a, you know, a long stretch we're going to have here. But, you know, this team's ready for it. And we're looking forward to it. So boring. But he's he's right to do it. But it's boring. Aaron was boring too. Wouldn't you love him to say, listen, I hate this team. Altuve robbed an MVP from me. They robbed the World Series appearance from me. I want to pound their head into the cement this weekend. Now, he can't say that because that's not the politically correct thing to do, but wouldn't you love to hear it? Because you know he's thinking that. That'd be so
0: great. Can you imagine? That's whatever
1: Yankee fan wants to hear.
0: There's nothing I want to do more than just beat the living hell out of this team.
1: Well, especially him. He was on that 17 team. He would have won the MVP. He would have went to the World Series.
0: But The thing is, baseball is the kind of game where it just doesn't behoove you. because Because it's not a game that's rewarded by aggressiveness. So if, if you're a football player or even a basketball or hockey player, you can just know with outright aggression you can make a claim and back it up with effort. But in baseball, if you want to yeah. say, hey, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. Just watch the series. You'll see how I feel about Houston. You could go over for 16. It's just, it's it's not the same. But,
1: but you know what? It, but I'm not asking him to say that to motivate himself for the team. I'm asking him to say that because it's what every Yankee fan wants to hear. It's what he actually believes. Right. Like, that's, that's fair. I don't know what he goes. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend because it's baseball and you fail 70% at a time and go to the Hall of Fame. But I tell you I want to beat the heck out of that team. I can't stand the Houston Astros. Tell me there wouldn't be a, you would hear like you'd open your window in the Bronx and hear the fans cheer around around the, the area of 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 that kind of a response. But yeah, but not, that's not football where now now go out there and beat the heck out of the team. No, you're right. It, it's a mechanical sport. It's a failure sport. It's not a sport where you can kind of just drive your through face you know, through a tackle or a check, but, boy, would you just love him to just be honest and say, I hate that team.
0: Well, how about this? I know he's your boy, but I can't express how much better the show is with just you two. It sounds great without Michael constantly attacking you guys.
1: Wow. Who said that?
0: That's a uh, Big Mars.
1: See, that's somebody expressing his opinion, and I like that. <laughs>
0: See, way to go, Don. Yeah,
1: there's good. a little less. Uh, it's good for you. I do you. feel I mean, maybe maybe I was a little judgy on you before, yeah, but you did sure. call me Dom.
0: Fair, fair.
1: But I do feel like I can kind of let my hair down a little bit and not feel like if I say anything wrong, I'm going to be corrected by someone who believes he's better than me.
0: <laughs> no, no, not he doesn't believe it. He knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, I believe that was that was very charitable of me, wasn't it? He's better than you,
0: and he knows it. Um, all right, and let's gosh keep... darn it, <laughs> people it like Smalley. Uh, let's let's go to Ian Begley. Oh yeah. On with Di Pietro and Rothenberg earlier, and and uh, oh, what's his name? Rothenberg. Sure. He hit Ian with some quick one-hitter, yes or no questions about the Knicks.
1: Is Mitchell
0: Robinson a member of the Knicks on opening night? Yes. Is Julius Randle a member of the Knicks on opening night? Yes. Is Malcolm Brogdon a member of the Knicks on opening night? No. Is Jalen Brunson a member of the Knicks on opening night? No. Is Jaden Ivey a member of the Knicks on opening night? Yes. Oh, Oh my goodness. What a call this is. Here's Begley continuing on uh, Ivy. The big thing there is his
1: shooting, right? You you have to be able to shoot to succeed in this league. And I think people see promise in his shot. They see an ability to improve. But that's a question mark. You don't know if that's going to happen. What's not a question mark is speed and his ability to penetrate a defense. His ability to attack scenes in
0: a defense, create open looks for his teammates.
1: Obviously, those are all things that the Knicks need. That could be a fun segment, Peter. Yeah, Yes, no. Think about how revealing it would be in life if that's the only answer you could give. how having to explain yourself and give detail. That was a great little thing they did there. I enjoyed it.
0: And listen, you can't get away with it with everyone, you know? Like some people just won't play the game. Like an athlete is not even playing that game. You know, athletes can't give yes or no on anything. An active coach can't do it. But it's a great bit for someone who can give opinions, like Ian Begley. That was fantastic.
1: That was very good.
0: By the way, I heard D. Pietro and Rothenberg had one of my coworkers at Hot 97 on the air today.
1: Really? Like as a caller or a I think guest? he
0: called in and was, and was he's uh, DJ
1: Juanito.
0: Yeah, Do you hear it, uh, Anthony?
1: I did not. I, I've seen him and RJ were tweeting back and forth. I think they're friends now.
0: So yeah, a lot's it was, happening. It was DJ Juanito. Yeah, I don't know exactly what was said. Let's go to uh, speaking of our morning shows. Let's go to Keyshawn J Will and Max. Here's J Will on uh, Jaden Ivy's floor and ceiling. The ceiling for me is a, a guy like a Russell Westbrook or a John Morant. I really do believe that he is going to be the steal of the draft. Uh, I was with him the other day. I put my hands up next to his hands. It reminded me of the time I put my hands up next to Kawhi Leonard's hands. Like they were that big. And the size and the frame and the burst. On, on, on the lower side for somebody like him, I kind of see like a Sean Livingston type player. Yeah. I mean, which Sean Livingston was one heck of a player, man. He, I mean, It's in that mid-range Mid-range,
1: man. Well, you know what they say about people with big hands. Big gloves. That's right. Bing,
0: Uh, bong! Uh, Bobby Marks on with Greeny. What would the Knicks need to trade to get that fourth pick?
1: It's going to cost them, and not just draft picks as far as giving them their 10th or 11th pick here, but in future picks here. I mean, this is a Sacramento team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2006, so I don't know how much draft capital means to them. And so if you're looking at, is it a manual – quickly. Is it Obi Toppin? Certainly not RJ Barrett, but it's going to cost you some of probably your younger players. And does that make sense if you're Sacramento? Is there going to be something better to kind of move back in the draft here? But yeah, I mean that's the price. It's it's probably going to be more focused on guys like Quickly, Toppin. You know, maybe Julius Randle if it is, if there's a Harrison Barnes component to that. But yeah, I I think it would be more player centric than less, you know, draft capital. I like it. I like what's going on here. I think this might happen.
0: Well, Brian Windhorst has a different take. He was on with Barton Hahn and says the Knicks could actually trade back.
1: Each of the last two years since Leon Rose has been there, they have traded first-round picks. They have moved around in the first round to pick up extra picks. And from what I am told, there's a bunch of teams behind the Knicks who are interested in getting into 11. The Cleveland Cavs at 14, the Memphis Grizzlies, who have two picks in the 20s, the Denver Nuggets, who have two picks in the 20s, are interested in jumping ahead of the Thunder at 12. The Knicks might end up with a pick that's relatively valuable, and if they like a couple of guys as opposed to being in love with one guy there... I mean this is one of those things that probably wouldn't get done until you may be on the clock. It wouldn't stun me if the Knicks go back. Well, instead of bing bong it'd be boring.
0: And that would be That would be very very disappointing. Wouldn't wouldn't it God it would, can I just be selfish for a second? Please. Be so good for our show tomorrow if the Knicks do something big tonight. Oh.
1: Wouldn't just, that be great? I would just love it for their fan base. Honestly, I would just love it for something to be excited, something about. to like get excited about. Because we saw it a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs and everything. Just to, to have a night, to just have a night and a day where you feel really good. But then again, would they feel good, Peter? considering the fact that they all don't want to make the move because they're afraid he's not going to be that good so i'm wondering if they did make the deal would we get a bunch of phone calls from people celebrating or like oh my god i can't believe they did that this guy might not be that good oh my god
0: i it, i guess it depends on what the deal is but my my feeling always is don even when people are scared when their team makes that news like when they when they actually make the decision to do it I feel like even if you're scared, you're you're so excited when it actually happens.
1: We just to be talked about in a positive way because I really do believe that the pundits all will think it was fabulous what they did. That's how high I think everybody is on this kid. So wouldn't that kind of convince them? Even if they're kind of timid, hey, everybody's saying it's a great move, good job. That's why the Jet fans are so excited. I mean, the, you know the Jet fans aren't really that enamored necessarily with their um, their management core, right? There's still a lot to be decided there on whether Joe Douglas is the best general manager. But when they had a draft that everybody praised, they all got excited because everybody loved it. So couldn't that happen to the Knicks?
0: Great point. Let's uh, close out part one of ENN here, brought to you by Solomon's. Give them a call, 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your home and your family with Solomon's. 1-800-ALARM-ME. And, Don, I got a couple of other big stories to get to. I want to go back to the Stanley Cup for a bit. We got to talk about the biggest, um, the number one recruit in all of the land. How about this? Picked his destination. Weird first name. Strange first name. We'll get to that. Um, And also a stat that uh, is truly mind-blowing. We'll do that next. Right here
1: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
0: Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ESPN. Tomorrow on the show, of course, we will break down everything NBA draft. Talk about the Yankees game tonight in the Bronx against the Astros. Well, in all likelihood, we'll be talking to whoever it is that the New York Knicks draft tonight.
1: I would think so, right? Andrew?
0: We, we usually do. We usually do. And we'll also give away uh, more Beach Bash VIP tickets tomorrow. So we're chock full, Don, chock full of things to do tomorrow on the program. Now, I teased it before we went to commercial, but QB Arch Manning, the number one recruit in the 2023 class, has committed to Texas. In case you didn't guess by his last name, Arch Manning. Both names, actually, I guess, are pretty telltale. He's the nephew of Eli and Peyton, the son of Cooper Manning. No one cares about that part. The grandson of Archie Manning. Uh, he's the star quarterback at Newman High School in New Orleans. We've been hearing about this guy for years. Well, Texas, it is for
1: Arch Manning. That'd be something. If we get a third generation. What do you, what do you think the odds are that he's at least Eli Good? Uh I mean, it's not unheard of. I would, What would you put it at, 50%, 40%?
0: Mm. I'm actually going to go lower. Just because, yes, he has the DNA, and he's been damn good in high school, but that's still, you just never know what happens on that next step, and you never even know what happens in college.
1: Well, he's a long
0: way off. Football's a scary game. Like you just have no idea.
1: Now people be as good as his grandpa. Who might have been Eli just on the wrong team. Right.
0: I you know what? Like, I knew I know I've always known the name Archie Manning. Right. But I can't recall how familiar I truly was with Archie Manning prior to Peyton. Well, I
1: mean, your he was retired by what? Oh, by the time I was aware of football, he was five. Yeah, if it was that long, he finished up in Minnesota. But you know, you're talking about late seventies, and it was before you were born, early eighties. He, but he's,
0: but you're saying he's skill wise, he was less than Eli, and on a bad team. I, I,
1: no, I, I wouldn't say he might have been just as good as Eli. It's just he was on the Saints and the Oilers, and and they weren't the Saints were awful. It's hard to tell, and plus we're not. It wasn't the same era to be able to really tell from a stat standpoint. Let me just punch him up quick. Yeah, he played. His last year was '84. Um, the highest he ever threw for yards was 3,416 and 78 when he went to the Pro Bowl. 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He had 23 touchdowns. That was his high. For the eighty Saints, completed fifty five point two percent of his passes for his career. But again, it's tough. He it was just on a lousy team. Saints were really bad. God, I wonder
0: how much. I wonder how much
1: money the Mannings
0: had prior to Peyton. Hmm. Because, like, let's be real, Don. They, the money being made then was not insane in football. I mean, like, I'm not saying it wasn't good. But it wasn't like one contract sets you up for life money.
1: I don't know. Let's see if they got like his average salary during his career. I don't think they have it here. It's probably not a lot, though.
0: I mean, he's probably getting paid hourly.
1: Yeah, he's sick. a first-round pick, second overall. Well, that's pretty good. He was a two-time Pro Bowler. No, so but I could I could not tell 12,
0: you. I, I just found it. Twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> that's so listen, that's thirty six dollars for a game on any given week. It's not bad.
1: I just I really wonder what his traffic what, what his um his money would have been.
0: August sixth, Madison Square Garden. Jake Paul is promoting again. Uh this time he'll be fighting as well. Jake Paul taking on this the brother of Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury. Amanda Serrano, who, of course, just lost in the greatest women's fight in history to Katie Taylor a few months ago at the Garden. She'll be on the card. Um, And that is August 6th at MSG. Can I be honest with you, Don? I I think I'll be back. Yeah. And you know how Harry feels about boxing. Maybe he'll want to be there, too, to see J. Paul and Tommy Fury.
1: You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate boxing. Well, maybe not. Don, I'll tell you what you should go. Hell of a no. time. I would like, you know, I
0: you would have fun. You know you Don, I'm telling you right now. If you went to the suite, maybe brought your brother or your best pal Dan Grassa and hung out with me in the ESPN suite watching the you'd have a great night. You'd have a okay. great
1: night. Maybe we should make that happen.
0: I'd like to think about this. I'd like you to marinate on it. Now, Ar- here's Ar- a stat.
1: Real quick, Archie Manning in 1981. Right, you have a salary? I made $600,000, which led the NFL. Wow. That would project out to be, in 2001, roughly $1.81 million. In
0: 2001, which now would be what, a couple of million dollars. So even then,
1: 600000 is a lot of money, but... Just think about that, 1981... It's it, it's it's a long time ago. It's it's forty one years ago, but it doesn't seem like it's that long. That six hundred thousand dollars was the highest salary paid to an NFL player. Crazy, right? Imagine the highest paid NFL player making under two million dollars a year. <laughs> Holy that's crap! What it projected out to be, but you know that's that's not. So how much did he probably make for his career? He probably made a you know a couple of million. So he probably did all right. But not the same as when his son,
0: all of a sudden, his son's getting contracts for fifty million.
1: Well, but just. What was what was his signing bonus when he when he was drafted by the Colts? Probably surpassed everything that, that, is that he ever made meant. for his career.
0: By the way, money well spent. Um, all right, here is an incredible stat. I'm ready for it. The following players never had an eight RBI game: Babe Ruth, okay, Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, none of which ever had an 8-RBI game. Um, The following never had a 13-strikeout game. Lefty Grove, Catfish Hunter, Jack Morris, Tom Glavin, Shohei Otani did both in consecutive days. Let's let's hear the call. This is Otani. Recording his 13th strikeout from Angels Radio, AM 830 in Anaheim. He has been dominant tonight. A two-hit shutout. Here's the pitch. And he got him looking. Struck him out with a slider. Throws him. And Otani with a career-high 13 strikeouts.
1: This Dude, guy
0: is, is scary good,
1: man. And it's, it's just being wasted. Because... When Westbrook was getting all those triple-doubles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's all anybody could talk about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was fun. And yet things are happening here with Otani, and, like, people don't know it. It's crazy, right, because it's the combination of baseball, which is a team sport, and it's a regional sport. He's way out in Anaheim, where they're not even the story in their own market because everybody's talking about the Dodgers. But it's just incredible that they have – two of the best players in the sport, and they can't win, and they can't get any attention. Imagine if you had two of the best players on an NBA team. They'd be winning every year, and that's all we'd be talking about. You know, you when you had Randy Moss and, and Tom Brady on the same team, it's they had a perfect season. That's all anybody could talk about. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know who's to blame for it. Is it just circumstances? Is baseball just not doing enough? I mean, they'll they'll send me a stupid alert every time somebody has a cycle, which is just symmetry. It really isn't an accomplishment.
0: It really is. That's See, a this,
1: this guy is doing something that is it's really never been done in 100 years.
0: Well, let's catch you up. Shohei Otani in 2022, the pitcher, started 12 games. He's six and four with an ERA of two point nine zero. All right? Yep. Yeah. Whip one point zero one zero. Now, Shohei Otani, the batter in twenty twenty two, played in sixty nine games. The man has 15 home runs, 45 RBIs, and is batting 260. OPS 822, slugging 487, OBP 336. He is he is a stud pitching and hitting. It it really is well it it's crazy. I, I I don't think I ever even considered that we would get to see anything like this in this era.
1: It's and, and you know what's just insane? I was just thinking about this. Peter Rosenberg walking into Penn Station by the Krispy Kreme. And coming around the corner is Shohei Otani and Connor McDavid. Who would you recognize first? Otani. Interesting. I can't even picture what he looks like.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, l- let's let's. He's a six foot four Japanese man. Well, all right. He's he's a, and he's muscular and towering. So, like, he immediately looks like someone. How tall but is Connor th- McDavid? Six
1: one. Yeah, probably. I can look it up. Yeah, because you're just talking about. Wow, that has to be somebody. It has to be an athlete. I'm just I'm just saying that it just it seems to be happening in anonymity, right? It just yeah. it's. The games are on late, but I, I just again I I can't blame anybody, and I just I brought up Connor McDavid because also superstar playing in Edmonton nobody gets to see him play, you know. So, but it's just and like you know Steve Trout at least appears in a, an occasional commercial, but Who's Ichiro, a- I, you tell Ichiro. Everybody knew, right? Am I wrong? This is twenty years ago, and Ichiro had like two hundred and sixty-eight hits. Like, they, I don't know, he's on television all the time. Like, I don't know, it just seemed like I knew more about Ichiro, and he played in Seattle, and his games are at ten thirty.
0: Well, listen, baseball's not in the same spot now, Don. I got to ask you about something. Yes, it was upsetting earlier oh, no. when I referred to you as Dom
1: for a second time in three days. But that's it.
0: Dom will respond to Tristan, but you just referred to
1: Mike Trout as Steve Trout. Yeah, because I because I, but at least there is a s I'm wrong. But there was a Steve Trout. i just mean, shows you I'm an old man.
0: That's okay. It still sounded great. All yeah, right, no, that'll it's, do...
1: it's important to make the show. <laughs> that'll do it for
0: EN on this Thursday evening. We'll close out with your phone calls next. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What do you want your New York Knicks to do tonight? Seven PM, the twenty twenty two NBA draft right here on ninety eight seven.